There, now we have a signal. TV has been around for a very long time. Probably as long as your great-grandparents have been around. The first demonstration of the live transmission of images was back in 1909. Again, like I said, your, your grandparents or your great-grandparents probably remember that. TV has brought us a lot of different things. From the news, to displaying movies, to watching cartoons, and then some. I mostly watch cartoons because some of the news that you see on TV is pointless. But I'm going to explain a little bit of that and some of the shows that I've watched over the course of my life in this episode which is not a TV episode, but a podcast episode of Making a Connection. Hello, everybody. My name is Kane Kaiser, and this is my story. Kane Kaiser is back. It's back better than ever. Just enjoying life. Autism can be nicer. Bringing points of view. Experiences to mention. Hero got it more. Oh, making a Hey guys, it's Kane Kaiser back again with another episode of my podcast. So, let me just point something out. According to the internet, after looking deeper in, because Wikipedia is not a reliable source, <laughs> um, the first television system broadcast was a straight line on September 7th, 1927. That's actually kind of crazy, because my grandpa, which would have been my dad's dad, was born September 27th, 1927. So, it, it was right before my dad's dad was born. So that was pretty, that's pretty cool. So, but yeah, the first demonstration of live transmission of images was in 1909. That does not include broadcasting like yeah it doesn't include like news broadcasting of course with a lot with a lot of the um broadcasting that's done today it's either found on the radio or it's on tv podcasts and just news sources online but today I am going to talk a little bit about TV and the TV shows specifically that I watched when I was little and stuff today. So I haven't watched much actual TV lately. Um, I guess I've watched a little bit. And most TV shows and movies and all that are on streaming services. I actually have Paramount Plus from the time this is recorded. I'm thinking about getting Disney Plus and canceling my Paramount Plus subscription for a short time because honestly, I'm running out of things to watch on Paramount Plus. But yeah, so I'll start from the beginning. Um 
I watched Sesame Street a lot when I was little. And I mean, not just a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Kind of like I mentioned back in a previous season or a previous episode, I had been obsessed with Elmo from Sesame Street for the longest time. Back when I was. Back when I watched Sesame Street, they had a little, not really a skit, but it was a TV show at the end um, called Elmo's World. And Elmo's World was around, apparently since 1998. Um, and, oh yeah, November 16th, 1998. And so it originally... Um, I'll give you a little history on that. Elmo's World actually started, so Elmo's World was in 1998. It was to the tune, uh, the theme song was to the tune of Elmo's Song before 2017. And Elmo's Song was from a, I think it was called, I don't even remember what it was called. I don't even remember what the episode was called, but it was... Um, it had Whoopi Goldberg in it, and it had, yeah. And so, it says here that Elmo's song was released in 1995. So, that would mean that Elmo's song, of course, was before Elmo's World. Elmo's World was, like I said, 1998. And they had a whole bunch of different episodes of Elmo's World. In fact... Let me see if I can find how many there were. I know they've had a they had a bunch. Um, it says thirty-seven seasons, but that's not right. Um, I think Elmo's World has been around as long as I've been alive. Like I said, nineteen ninety-eight. I was born in two thousand one. Um, and in twenty seventeen. They did Elmo the Musical, which I think was absolutely stupid. Um, they made kind of a new twist on things. I don't know why they did that, but... Um, I'm looking at all of the different episodes that they had launched from Elmo's World. Um, and yes, I'm using my computer for this because I have no idea. Apparently, it went up to 2013, and, yeah, it, it went up to 2013 from 1998, and it basically did reruns throughout the course of 2013, I think. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, 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 I take that back. It says here, in 2009, Elmo's World temporarily ceased production. It was replaced by Elmo the Musical in 2012, which that's, that's what I remember, and it returned in 2017. The show was alternated by another Elmo-centered segment, Elmo and Tango's Mysterious Mysteries, which was produced entirely with animation in Sesame Street's 52nd season in 2021. So, A, I do not remember that, and B... Of course, they have to make it modern, I guess. I don't know. But Elmo's World... I guess kind of going back to Elmo's World. Elmo's World was basically a show where you... 
Elmo had all these different exploring things and all all this fun stuff. I don't honestly know what half of it was about. I don't remember half of it because this was this was when I was really little, like when I was months old till I don't know six. I don't know, but. So I'm actually looking at the images, and I do remember some of these. Like, there's, there was, yeah. Um, and one of their, one of their bits that was in Elmo's world was Mr. Noodle, who was, he, he didn't talk, but he did have, um, he, he was weird, and it was under like a shade where. Elmo's window would be. But, um, Mr. Noodle was pretty much like a wacky live-action character. And I'm trying to see who played him. I don't remember who played him. Oh, come on, computer. He was played by... Oh, yeah, Michael Jeter. Um... Oh, Bill Irwin and Michael Jeter. So there were there were two Mr. Noodles. There was Mr. Noodle and then his brother Mr. Noodle. So it's like I don't know. But my Michael Jeter was one of them. I know that. Um cuz I've actually seen him or I've I've heard his voice or something somewhere. Um but yeah, though there is one thing that I think was absolutely weird was the Noodle Family Dance. And that was that was completely weird. Um oh Elmo's World apparently was introduced in season thirty um of Sesame Street. Okay, I'm looking at all the Mr. Noodle Mr. Noodle family, they have a whole bunch of Miss Noodles and Ms. Noodles and Mr. Noodle. I don't know. But I do I do remember some of these. Um but yeah. It it they I guess it was fine for the kids. It was kind of confused. It's kind of confusing now, but you know. Um All right, enough about Elmo. I feel like I've talked too much about Elmo. Uh, I guess another TV show that I used to watch when I was little was VeggieTales, of course. Um, and I mentioned that in an episode last year, 2022. And so VeggieTales, I watched... Of course, it, it. I know this for a fact. It wasn't on TV until 2007. Um... They had made VHS tapes and DVDs and stuff like that from the start of VeggieTales to about... Well, they they still made them until... They still made DVDs until 2017, I think. Um, but it actually didn't show up on TV, like, on air until tw- 2007. And I know that for a fact because I remember when it was on, and it was on a channel called Cubo. And Cubo ended up becoming its own channel after a little while, but it was originally on Saturday mornings on NBC. So, 
but I know it will, it went on its own channel for a few for a while, and then it and and then it actually just ended like it just got it like quit went off the air like for good in I think it was 2021. I guess the shows just weren't popular enough to stay on. I know, let's see, Cubo, yep, founded in 2007 and ceased in 2021. So, yep, it was owned by Ion Media. So, like I said, it was on NBC. So it's from 2006 to 2012. And then Telemundo, which I don't remember what that is. I think that's a, like a Spanish thing or something. And it went was on Ion Television from 2006 to 2021. So, but they had, um, Cubo had a bunch of good shows that, I, at least that I remember. Um, one of them was VeggieTales. One of them was a show called Turbo Dogs, which was all, is like an educate. and keep in mind, these are all educational shows. Um, it says... It was a television network for children between the ages of 5 and 14. And so I think it was probably, I think I was probably 6 or, I would have been, let me think. I would have been 5 when Cubo launched in 2007. Something like that. But. Yeah, I, I remember when VeggieTales and stuff were on TV, and they, they had a bunch of shows on Cubo. Um, I guess kind of going back to PBS, where, like with Sesame Street, I used to watch a lot of Clifford the Big Red Dog. That, that was a pretty good one. I did have a book when I was little called Clifford and the Big Itch, and that had to do with they had to talk to a veterinarian or something like that um, to get cream for his itch or whatever. I don't know. But I remember having that book. And the reason I remember that is because I used to live in Park Rapids, Minnesota, and my mom was a veterinarian at this vet clinic in Park Rapids. So I think it was Park Rapids, somewhere close there. Anyway, um, and my mom has been a veterinarian since she graduated in 1992. She graduated vet school in 1992. Um, but my, my mom actually is still going to work on doing veterinary work on the other side of the state. Uh, but, however, my dad isn't going to do anything anymore. He actually retired in December 2022. And so that was the other thing. We closed down our vet clinic that we had in Beulah, where my parents lived. My parents and I lived, actually. And so, yeah, we we had our vet clinic open for a long time and almost 16 years, actually. But anyway, yeah, Clifford was a favorite of mine. Sesame Street, VeggieTales. Um... What other PBS show? Oh, yeah, I watched a lot of Super Y. So Super Y was, and I'll get to this this too, 
Um, Super Y was created in 2007. It was like learning to read and letters of the alphabet and stuff like that. And believe it or not, the creator of Super Y is actually the creator of Blue's Clues, like the original Blue's Clues from 1996. So that, and if you if you think about it, if if you or your kids have ever watched Blue's Clues, like if you're older and your kids have watched the original Blue's Clues, like 1996 to 2006. The, if you watch Super Y, it's basically the same concept. There is, like, super letters in Super Y where you have, like, after you do, like, a thing with whoever in a storybook, you, you basically find super letters to solve a problem. And they make, like, a sentence or, a fr like, a word or a phrase or whatever. That's basically the same thing with Blue's Clues. You find clues to solve a problem. It's as simple as that. So I actually did not find out about... Um, I actually didn't find out about that that was the same creator until like a couple months ago. I honestly didn't even think of it. But yeah, Angela C. Santamero were, was the person who created Blue's Clues, and Super Y. And Super Y was a really good show. I really liked it. Um, but, yeah, the, those, are my top, those are my top ones in uh, on PBS. Now I'm going to move on to Nickelodeon. Because, let me just say right now, I was not a Cartoon Network kid. I was not a Disney kid. I had satellite TV since 2007, and we actually just cut our satellite bill in beginning of January here because my parents moved. Um, we're moving our house, like we're moving to a town on the western part of the on the western part of North Dakota, and we're trying to sell our house in in Beulah Hazen area. So. Um, so I was a Nickelodeon kid, and with, with our satellite TV, we had, like, the cheap package that got more and more expensive as the years went on, and it didn't have Disney Channel, it didn't have Cartoon Network, it did have, and I actually remember this, uh, by memory, it had Nickelodeon on the East and West Coast. It had Boomerang, which was basically a Cartoon Network network. There was Nicktoons, Nick Gas, which that was that was a big favorite of mine, and that was it. Um, our TV didn't even have Teen Nick, which the only time we could get Teen Nick and sometimes Nick Junior was if we got it in part of the free previews. So, anyway, I will move on to the Nickelodeon shows, um, and I'll talk about Nick Gass a little bit, too, if you guys remember Nick Gass. So, Nickelodeon, I watched Spongebob a lot when I was little, like five or six, and, of course, I actually, my parents kept me from watching Spongebob at one time because of 
the humor in it. I don't know why they did that, but I mean, the show is not, it's not a bad show. Um, and so SpongeBob's been around since 1999 and that it's always been like a big piece of Nickelodeon history. Um, I think, I think I read it's like one of the longest running, I think it's like the longest running Nickelodeon series ever. It's been going on for 20, 24 years this year. Yep. So it's 2023 right now. And yeah, so 24 years. Holy smokes. Um, but my parents kept me from watching SpongeBob. And then after about a year, I ended up watching it again. And to tell you the truth, I still watch, I still watch SpongeBob today. I, I watch, like I said, I've got Paramount Plus. I've watched SpongeBob and a whole bunch of other cartoons. I've watched the Fairly Odd Parents, like the original from 2001 to, I think it quit in 2018. Um, I watched iCarly. That was, that was a big one for me. 2007 to 2012. I will, I will say this. If you watched the original iCarly from that time period, and you watched the iCarly revival, they call it a revival. It's not a reboot. It's a revival. Um, if you watch the iCarly revival on Paramount Plus from 2021, take it from me, I don't think it's that good of a show. Mostly because I don't watch reality shows or... or uh, reality sitcoms or whatever you call it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just not the same without the characters like Sam and Gibby. And in, so in the iCarly revival, there's Carly, Freddie, Spencer, Freddie's younger, I think it's his cousin or his niece. no, it's Freddie's niece, I think. Uh, her name is uh, Millicent. And then there's Harper, who is Carly's new best friend. Because the person who played Sam, um, according to the internet, she had been treated very unfairly on Nickelodeon. From the t for the time that she's been on Nickelodeon, which was from 2007 to 2014, I would say. Um, I mean, you guys would have to look that up yourself, but it the way Sam was treated was not good. Um, and I like I said, I can't provide exact details because I honestly don't know what the exact details are. But I watched iCarly, along with those other ones that I talked about. Victorious was another good Nickelodeon show from 2010 to 2012, I think is what it was. But here's the sad thing about Victorious. The original iCarly series had kind of a good, I shouldn't say ending, because the show didn't really end. But the end of that era, it had a very good ending. I'm not going to say what the ending was, because I'm not spoiling anything, 
But Victorious did not have a good ending. And I, okay, I will spoil this. In 2012, Victorious, with Victoria Justice and all those people, the, the last known episode of Victorious was in 2012, and it was called Victory Yes. Emphasis on yes, Y-E-S. And basically, the storyline is you're supposed to say yes to everything that you are asked to do. Like, it's like, will you help me brush my dog's teeth? They didn't actually say that. I'm just saying. And even though it may be disgusting, they had to say yes for like a whole week. I think the teacher challenged them to do that or whatever. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But they really, that, that was the last known episode of Victorious. They didn't have a proper ending. They had, I, I would think that at the end of the episode, they would have said, is the series over or are we done here? And they would have said, yes, but they didn't. In 2012, they just completely cut off the series in that, from that episode. So I don't know why they did that. Um, I know Dan Schneider, who made, like, even back in the 90s, he made shows. Like, there was The Amanda Show, Keenan and Kel, um, Zoe 101, Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, Sam and Cat, which was kind of a combination of Sam from iCarly and Cat, who was played by Ariana Grande from Victorious. And it made they made another show called Game Shakers, Henry Danger, and then there was Danger Force, which was like after the series Henry Danger ended. Um, but Danger Force was under a new owner. Because Dan Schneider actually got fired, I think it was in 2018. I'm looking this up because I have no idea. Dan Schneider was, oh, Dan Schneider was fired in 2014. So that's interesting because I thought, yeah, I thought uh, Dan Schneider had, because he made Henry Danger, which was um, a show based on like a, a kid who becomes a superhero's sidekick as his after-school job. And I did not know that he got fired after that. I Because he made Game Shakers, but I don't know. Oh, and apparently he made the show All That as well, which I, I remember that. Sh I, I don't remember that show. But... Apparently there was another show in 1986 called Head of the Class that was that was before my time, like way before my time. But yeah, he made all those shows, and I think iCarly was one of the m more successful ones. Uh, but that's weird. How he how he how did he get fired in 2014 if he made shows like Game Shakers in 2015? And Danger Force was 2020, but that was kind of a spinoff or a next generation of Henry Danger. 
I don't know. That it's weird. But I guess the and I think the most failed show was probably Sam and Cat. And the reason Sam and Cat ended, and of course some of these shows do not like some of the shows do not like have good endings for good reason. Um one of the uh, some of the reasons are number one, Ariana Grande, who played Cat, both in Victorious and Sam and Cat. Um, they so okay. Ariana Grande was really getting into her music career around 2012, from what I read, and so she was in Sam and Cat, except her character was way more stupid. Way more stu- like stupid acting than she was in Victorious. And I don't know if that was the writer's fault or if that's just Nickelodeon in general or what. Uh, but after 2014, she went on to continue, continue her music career. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, Sam and Cat only had 35 episodes and only one season, so it was kind of sad. Um, but, uh, with Sam, like I said, like I said, the person who played Sam, Jeanette McCurdy, had kind of a rough ordeal. She, she wasn't treated fairly in Nickelodeon, and I also found out that there were, like, some racy photos that were posted, and I guess that got her fired, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, and I guess this is, before I end the thing, I'm gonna talk about one more topic, but here's a, ignore that. There's a little, uh, secret or uh, not a secret, but kind of an Easter egg for you guys. You guys know how I'm obsessed with Bop It? Well, in 2005, in in Season 1, Episode 6 of Zoe 101, which was on Nickelodeon, um, they actually had a clip of Zoe, who was played by Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' sister, playing a game of Bop It. She had been playing a Bop It Extreme 2 type game. So it it was basically the same. It was a Bop It Extreme 2 prop. That it was a regular unit. But they had paint. They had spray painted the Flick It red. It was originally green. They spray painted that red. And they spray painted the blue pullet red as well. I think. Yeah. And to make it so it's not copyright at all, um, they actually removed the bop it buttons, like both sides, and they put regular buttons that I imagine didn't have a spring for like the pushing of the button. And they put a knob where the button usually would go. And the knob was like a hose knob, like, or to release air or air pressure or whatever it is. Those, those round red 
knobs or whatever, and it was easy to turn, but it sounded it sounded weird. Like I actually have a video of it, and I will quick bring that up to kind of just give you a little preview. It was from 2005, and Boppet Extreme 2 released in 2003. It was copyrighted in 2002, released in 2003, and yeah, it was just bizarre. Let me see. I have to find the right spot, because I made a video of this myself on my YouTube channel. So this was what the boppet sounded like. So that was actually part of the scene. But it was weird because it was a regular Boppet Extreme 2. They just had taken the Boppet buttons out and spray-painted it to look completely different. Yeah. I guess talk about avoiding copyright. Same reason why they have pair phones and pair pads and whatever on iCarly and the future episodes. Rather than iPhones to avoid copyright. They had a whole they had spoofs on a whole bunch of stuff. Um so I guess before I wrap up this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about Nick Gas. So Nick Gas was around, I think it was from 1998 or something. Let me look it up. Nick Gas was around from 1999 to 2009. Um, and so Nick Gas was around, actually, it says, yeah, it was founded in 1999, and it was basically a whole bunch of different game shows, like all, it was... So Nick Gas stood for Nickelodeon Games and Sports for Kids. So games and sports, gas. It would make sense. And it had a whole bunch of different game shows from the nineties of of Nick of uh, it had a whole bunch of different Nickelodeon game shows from the nineties. And I really liked I really liked that channel, um, even though I didn't remember anything even though I don't remember anything from it, um, hardly. Uh, the cool thing is, and I'll tell you, our satellite we had was Dish Network. And it's a piece of crap now. Like I said, our gas, or our, not gas bill, our dish bill went up um, a lot in the last 15 years. But it had a whole bunch of game shows that I like to watch. Um... And I remember, I remember this from after I got done with kindergarten, first grade, and stuff like that. Since it, um, I watched a whole bunch of game shows up until 2009, because it clo it the the channel closed on December 31st, 2007, but it closed on dit it stayed an extra almost year and a half on. Dish Network, so I ended up closing April 23rd, 2009 on Dish. And it says it was also called Nick Games uh, in 2020, which I don't remember that. Um, 
and apparently it was it was replaced by something called the N, which I didn't know what that was. It was it was a Nickelodeon channel, I guess. Um, oh, I guess it was kind of a kind of like Noggin, I guess, in a way. Yeah, the N was Noggin. Um, which that was kind of like Nick Jr. as well. But anyway, um, so Nick Gas had a whole bunch of game shows, including. Figure It Out from 1997, Legends of the Hidden Temple, which I think was 1993, I think. I, the cool thing is, Legends of the Hidden Temple, like the original, is on Paramount Plus, so I watched a little bit of that. Um, Double Dare, you can't forget about Double Dare, from 1989, and then they had a show called Double Dare 2000, which was 2000, obviously, and the 2000 version, I think, was much better than the original, not just because of the graphics and the quality of the picture, but I I honestly don't remember much about it, but it, I remember watching it a lot. That was one of my favorites. Um, They had Nickelodeon Guts, which was basically like an agility-type obstacle course kind of thing, and they had, like, you were supposed to climb, like, a big mountain type thing um and so that was pretty cool they had what was that other one there was guts and then there was another show ah crap i don't even remember what it was um it'll come to me but yeah i remember watching i remember watching nick gas a lot when i was little up until 2009 and stuff like that, because, um, it was just, yeah, I, I really, I really liked watching, so, after I got out of class, after I came home from, like, first grade or whatever, um, I watched Figure It Out at four o'clock, and keep in mind, we were in Mountain Time at the time, um, we had a bill that got passed in our, in Mercer County, where, I lived that made us switch from mountain time to central time because it was just like close enough. So we ended up being in central time and we're, and Beulah is, is in central time today. Uh, but they passed this bill in like 2008, 2009, something like that. So keep in mind four o'clock mountain time. Then I watched figure out, figure it out again at 4.30 Mountain Time. And then my dad e either watched the um, e the evening report, which was basically the 6 o'clock, the late the evening news, um, or Legends of the Hidden Temple was on at that time. And, yeah. I watched a bunch of that. Um, a couple other shows that I forgot to mention that I used to watch when I was a kid were, um, and I'm just going to say them real quick because this podcast is already getting long. Um, Blue's Room, which was an ultimate favorite of mine. Uh, Blue's Room was like a puppet based, um, Blue's Clues spinoff. And Blue's Room was my ultimate favorite. I I really loved Blue's Room. In fact, I, 
And that's part of the reason why I like the Joe era versus the Steve era of Blue's Clues, because Joe is what I grew up with. Um, Joe was from like 2002 to 2006, actually 2007, because, and I, I think Blue's Room, I missed that show. It was, went from 2004 to 2007, but it was, it failed so bad. It had two seasons, only 17 episodes. It began as a short segment at the end of a couple Blue's Clues episodes from 2004. Uh, but it, w- it was sad because to start the second season off, they had, um, uh, to start the second season off, they had Blue's baby brother named Sprinkles. And after that started, Joe, who was played by Donovan Patton, uh, ended up joining in a bunch of that, a bunch of the episodes too. And I think that just made it decline like a lot. I don't know. I I think it's kind of sad, but I mean, what what can you do, right? Um, a couple other shows I forgot to mention are The Fresh Beat Band, which was four, uh four best friends with their love of music and solving problems and stuff like that. I don't know what age group that was supposed to be for. That was in from 2009 to 2013. Uh, they had a cartoon spin-off, an animated spin-off in 2015, and that ended in 2016. That was a major failure. Um, there was Yo Gabba Gabba from 2007 to 2015. Jeez, I don't remember it being that long. Um, wow Wow Wubsy was another favorite from 2006 to 2010. Uh, Wonder Pets, that was a good one, uh, from 2006 to 2016. I'm surprised it lasted that long. Um, and the later episodes of the Wonder Pets sucked. I mean, it's, it's on Paramount Plus, and the later episodes sucked. Because there was a character that was supposed to be really, an- that, that, I don't know if he was supposed to be or what, but he was really annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I am going to cut it off here because this this is already one of the longest episodes I've launched so far. So thank you guys for listening in. And if you guys have any, I guess, I guess let, let me know what your favorite show was um, from the 2000s or maybe even the 90s. And, yeah, just send me a message on WhatsApp, which I do have WhatsApp. Um, there's a link on the Making a Connection Facebook page. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash make, or no, excuse me, facebook.com slash connection. So facebook.com slash C-A-I-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. And I will talk to you guys soon. I'm out.